All right. Welcome back to Dead Trust. It's July 22nd, Thursday, our big <laughs> Thursday show. You, uh, you know what you know what day it is today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more on the ball this time. Uh, how are we doing, guys? How's this shitty week going in clown world? Well, shitty week. I mean, uh, no pun intended. I've been home from work uh, for the past two days with the shits. So. Oh, oh. Uh. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Right on. Awesome. But <laughs> that butthole, butthole raw. I always say keep your butthole tight and I ain't following my own advice this week. I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> Spraying <laughs> paint. It Spraying hurts. hate. Oh, it hurts my butthole. Well, this uh this show already came with a title before it jumped out of the gate. So why don't we just go right back to what we were talking about before? Um All right. uh, I mean if you want to kind of bring yeah. us into it man you know yeah um just i was thinking earlier today what horrible person haven't i seen in quite some time and don't i remember hearing you know something in the conspiracy rumor mill but gretchen whitmer i haven't heard say something terrible and constitution destroying recently and i'm wondering where the hell is she and Where in the world is Gretchen yeah. Whitmer? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we can only hope someplace horrible. But uh, a while back, I read this article um, about uh, a security guard that um, stated that Gretchen Whitmer hadn't been in her office for two to three years, and that that sparked up something known had read on the chans. A while back so he is the chan, the chan master he's the chan master <clears throat> he's yeah, so, the, uh, the, the man in the chan the, the man with the chan um so uh yeah this kind of sparked up something um that hammer got with me before the show he was kind of he was kind of just like uh yeah, putting two to two together you know and uh was like dude didn't you say something a while back about gretchen whitmer and uh, yeah. and and her being gone, her missing, and uh, so this kind of led me to something. Um, man, I can't really place it. You know, time goes by. There's work. There's sleep. There's there's drinking. There's a lot of stuff that uh that that you know makes time fluctuate for uh, people like us. <laughs> but uh, I want to say it was, you know, maybe a year ago, maybe a little less than that. Um, I was browsing good old 4chan like like normal and uh i'd come across something that was a bit uh interesting because uh you know on 4chan there, there's always there's always these people who claim that they're some sort of you know federal agent or some sort of whistleblower or some sort of insider and they've got this knowledge they're going to drop on the board and you know most of the time that that's just a fucking larp let's be honest then every once in a while, there's some shit that's like, holy fuck. Um, you know, they'll they'll predict something or they'll say something. And then like two days later, it's in the news. And it's like, holy fuck. Like, this, it's real life. And uh, one of the things that I was seeing is this guy made a post. And it was about um, him having insider knowledge. And uh, Gretchen Whitmer actually dying uh, in a raid in Germany on a... Uh, when they try to confiscate um, 
you know, uh, the servers. The the election servers. The election servers. Which is weird that it would tie into that because that got wrapped up in the, you know, alphabet conspiracy group. Yeah, well, that got wrapped up in a few things, I think. And uh, there was, I think somehow it was even wrapped up in, uh, was it the Christmas Eve uh, the RV bombing or explosion or whatever that happened in Tennessee somewhere or which, New Year's which, Eve or which was ooh, boy that glowed that glow that yeah. glowed that glowed yeah. brighter than ten suns baby that was yeah um, I mean because you know the the thing about that was is the the building that got bombed you know that was a it was a pretty it was well like a, it was a pretty well known NSA listening post this you know a switch yeah. a switchboard you know like they there's a lot of uh, in, uh, traffic going to the NSA that they monitor through that mm-hmm. area. Um, but you know, the, the thing is though, is like I was saying, you know, I saw this post on the chans and, uh, I didn't really pay it no mind, you know, cause like I said, most of the time, some of this shit's just LARPing, some of it's schizo, some of it's whatever, but you know, flash forward a little bit and uh hammer gets to talking to me about this. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? Now that you think about it, you yeah, really haven't seen Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, you haven't seen mm-hmm. Gretchen Whitmer at all uh, for at, at least a year, not in public. Um, you know, there's that story that Cameron was talking about, about her security guards and shit not seeing her in the office. And uh, it really makes you wonder uh, if that's something that was just completely covered up and if she didn't die in a fucking raid. So, you know, my my uh, I proposed to anybody in this community if you can find anything that doesn't look deep faked that doesn't look uh suspicious of her doing any kind of public appearance or any kind of speech within the last year i'd I'd like to see it because i haven't i I think she's gone dude (laughs) i was looking through the videos and there's like it could just be stock footage of her sitting behind a desk shuffling papers yeah that's uh it could be doubles. I mean, the world's a stage. <laughs> They're putting on a big show. Um, For all I know, she could be, be in a fucking it. black site somewhere with a bag over her head. I, fuck, I don't know. You know, I, mean, well, I came across uh, a couple hours ago, you know, I'll uh, where I have an Android phone and basically everything on it's google um the google like news topics or whatever i'll look through that feed and there was just a a little article that popped up that was um some guy that was asking the question if aston kutcher could possibly be a uh a glow boy a uh, cia asset and uh i I don't know anybody yeah that was just a strange read but uh, well, it was talking about some or giving some quotes from his wife, Mila Kunis, Milo Kunis, however you pronounce her name. But <clears throat> she was saying, he's not married uh, to Demi Moore anymore. No, 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 no. He's <laughs> the to the that '70s show girlfriend. Uh, yeah, he he moved they, on to him for years he, now. He moved on to to, to a much sexier woman. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Demi Moore she, had it going on in her day. Oh yeah, I, I won't deny that. Nothing but trouble. She looked real good. Nothing but trouble. Mm-hmm. But she was saying stuff like, uh, I, "I, it's not verbatim, but basically like, 
she was asking, she said that she wouldn't be surprised if he, if he was and had some type of government job like that, because he's always going to, uh, this office that she don't know where it is. And, uh, there's multiple offices that he has to go to, and he's got all these different jobs and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, it was just a real strange article. I'll see if I can't find it to throw it over to y'all, but, um, well, he's kind of, it tied would up. not surprise me. Well, he's kind of tied up, so, like, um, I don't remember the exact name of it, but wasn't he working on some kind of documentary about, uh, you know, child sex trafficking, stuff like that, and uh, I think him and, like, Chester Bennett and that one guy uh, who was saying, like, people like Seth Green and stuff had, like, weird sex dungeons and shit that that jumped off a bridge and killed himself, supposedly. Uh, All those guys were... All those guys were kind of involved in it, and then they, then they, uh, you know, just conveniently commit suicide. So I, you know, it's one of those. Cappy, like, Cap, Isaac. yeah, yeah. Yep. Isaac, I yep. followed that whole thing, and mm-hmm. but honestly, that, I couldn't watch him. He was too hard to watch. Just, yeah, dude, he he said some really crazy. Not, I'm I'm not saying crazy stuff, but I'm saying, like, did you hear the story about how he was driving around with that one girl, and he was talking about how they could. Uh, basically use like a, a frequency to to make you think thoughts or you could hear yeah. stuff in your mind and they both had were hearing the the same song at the exact same time well, uh, and, what's uh, it, uh, yeah it's the same sound kind of skull technology i forget yeah what it was yeah it's the same kind of technology we... they were using at that embassy attack that people were saying yeah oh, in were, cuba were, yeah that they were talking about yeah, havana syndrome mm-hmm. um and then there was that uh I don't know if you guys ever heard about that, but there was a guy that that did a story um, that was really interesting. I think it actually, um, our big dumb mouth covered it at one point, and it was about a guy who uh, who basically um, st- he 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 had a friend who stole a laptop. Um, he was a kind of a criminal friend. They were they were drug dealers together. They had an apartment. And, uh, well, rather his friend was a drug dealer. This guy was kind of, you know, innocent, but let the guy crash there. And his friend that was the drug dealer stole, uh, a laptop and this laptop when they booted it up had a DOD splash screen on it. And so it was one of those like, holy fuck, like we messed up, you know, we stole the fucking DOD laptop, uh, holy shit, you know? And, uh that basically launched into a um which i don't know how much i believe in like the whole gang stalking thing you know i think some of it's a bit schizo but uh i think there might uh, be i some... mean there's definitely there's there's definitely schizos who think they're being followed but um from, I, I, from what I i've think... seen i think people are definitely being mm-hmm. gang stalked i do too they'll target you they'll get into yeah. your life they'll fuck with you but basically, this launched into a whole thing where um, DOD busted the fucking door down, you know, to this apartment. And, uh, you know, friend gets, they basically got rid of the laptop somewhere. Like, you know, threw it away, didn't have possession of it anymore, whatever. Um, this kid apparently got arrested. But the other guy that was in the apartment, they just went on like a multi-year harassment campaign with this guy um Mm -hmm. you know showing up everywhere he was at 
Uh, is it because he didn't give up any information or details on where it was? Yeah. And that's because why they were, he, okay. Yeah, because because he uh, apparently <clears throat> didn't had no fucking idea where this thing was. His, <laughs> that's his, the worst. You know, like he had nothing to do with it. His friend, yeah. he told his friend to get get fucking rid of it, you know, and uh, had no idea where any of this shit was. Well, he said he went on to a, uh, you know, multi-year campaign of basically being gang stalked and harassed with this sound to skull kind of uh, stuff. And um, him explaining technology, well, like I said, and you take this with a grain of salt because you never know with these kind of stories, but it was like he was yeah. explaining... He was explaining they were, you know, putting images in his head, putting sounds in his head, um, making the room and stuff look like it was shrinking and expanding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, agents in his house with, uh, you know, active camouflage on, and you could see. Oh fucking, yeah, I remember. I do remember OBDM talking project, about this. Yeah, now. Project Camellio. Yeah, Camellio, Camellio. Yeah. yeah, and I just found that to be a really interesting story. Now, whether it's real or not, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, you got to take shit like that with a grain of salt. But um, for anybody who's interested, you can check out, you know, um, Operation Camellio and, uh, yes. and, and you know, look up some information on that. Because, it, I mean, this was this was a fucking crazy. If, if anything, it was a great Tom Clancy novel. <laughs> you know, like that, that's kind of yeah. how I seen it. Like, it was a wild fucking story of, like... You know, espionage and crazy government fucking, you know, ops and whatever else. But it makes you wonder, you know, because, uh, you know, like that guy um, that we were just talking about, uh, Cappy or whatever. Uh, he, you know, ta you're talking about, you know, the sound, the skull shit going on and people in the uh, Cuban embassy having the same kind of thing go on. Um I mean, I think the technology is real. Uh, I mean, because people mm -hmm. laughed whenever uh, people talked this about. This... Yeah, you know, people laughed about, you know, when people were talking about the CIA having heart attack guns. But I mean, there's, you know, there's declassifications of it. I mean, they use basically a uh, a a frozen agent, uh, nerve agent that caused, you know, heart attacks. And you could shoot it from a gun. It was like a little icicle. It would hit. You couldn't see the impact zone or where it penetrated and then it would dissolve in the skin and uh, cause people to have a heart attack and it looked like they just fucking fell over dead. So, I mean, there's lots of crazy shit like that out there. Or so you, That you, they've you know. weaponized cancer. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how they, they, Bob Marley got. That's I was getting ready to say the same thing. Out. Yeah. Bob Marley. Yep. Um, yep. I think that was weaponized cancer where he, uh, put a shoe on yeah, it was, and, it was and I think something, yeah, something's pricked his toe and then he ended up getting cancer and, um, they said something about a soccer injury too, but I've all heard the story, uh, many times about it being, uh, something that pricked his toe that was in his shoe. So I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is all just rampant speculation. We don't, really know but some things just fit together <laughs> yeah some things and, just look and, like they work and i mean it's like you know you part of me wonders sometimes how much of this stuff is just uh you know with technological capabilities you know as far as what they can do to you on the internet and how much information they can gather and 
you know, heart attack guns and all and cancer guns and just crazy shit like this. It, part of me wonders how much of it ain't just a psyop. And then part of me wonders how much of it is fucking, it, you know, as serious as a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they just have the shit, you know, yeah. and I, I'm kind of dude, I'm, you know, I, I really at the end of the day, I'm kind of leaning more like on a on a 70, 30, uh, for and against on that kind of shit. Because, uh, I, well, you know, I mean, I there's think a lot of security theater that we see superficially like they brag about having stuff that they don't have and doesn't do what they say it does to create that fear element but they probably do have a lot of the shit that gets whispered about Um, yeah i mean and a lot of it i think is uh unusable uh well i mean yeah you know a lot of it for instance is just like you know they can never bring it to light because it's so illegal um you know, e- e- the the evidence gathering methods that they have and, and all kinds of stuff like they could never use it in a court. Um, They would have to have some sort of insane legislation passed to actually make this shit work for them. But uh, I really don't doubt that they don't have this stuff. You know, I mean, I really I really, you know, think that a lot of it's pretty real. Like I said, you know, just going back to things as simple as the heart attack gun and knowing that that's a that's a reality. Um, you know, it's like people thought that was just schizo conspiracy nut job shit. And it's like, well, it turns to find out that, uh, the CIA, well, <laughs> a lot of that fucking, uh, <clears throat> cocaine money, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it, you can, you can spend a whole lot of that on, on R and D uh, and, yeah. come up with some pretty wild shit if you want to. So and, as far as like high-end hidden technology where i forget exactly where i heard this but years ago creeping through the internet it was, it was the 90 percent rule it's like what it's what they run they're like trying to develop ai they run into a wall they're never going to get fully functional ai they just can't fucking do it and uh quantum computing quantum computing no quantum computer works it's all just well i hope it would someday but they haven't been able to get one well, quantum yet. computing They're... works for like fractions of a millisecond. You know, it's like it it technically it does work, but it doesn't. It, it's so yeah. unstable that it works for like, you know, m- less than a millisecond. It's like nanoseconds worth of working. So I mean, it's it's really it's I, an I, I wonder how it's a non-functional what... technology at this yeah. point. Yeah, but it's yeah that that sort of shit might fall under this ninety percent rule. Like you we're able to get. 90% of the way towards completion, but the, like, we'll never be able to fully develop these things. Um, I mean, this could be just the rules that we're playing under, uh, how our hearing and eyesight are limited, limited to certain frequencies. Maybe there's just levels of technology we can't achieve. Um, I think there's some basis in reality with, uh, with AI though. And one of the weird, more schizo level, uh, theories that i heard a while back um the the person who brought it up to me uh my friend tanner um guy who works in a uh well frankly a pretty glowy fucking tech field and uh so i mean i trust a lot of his opinions on on things like this considering uh you know he works in a field that deals with a lot of this kind of shit and uh you know one of the things he turned me on to was this one guy talking about um, you know, a good basis for AI would actually be blockchain technology, and uh, yeah. be- because uh, 
you can use a blockchain and how it stores information, you could technically use it as a, you know, a, a basis for a neuron. And you could make a net of that together, of blockchain, and create a neural net uh, that would mimic how a human brain would store information, and you could eventually turn that into AI. Well, this launches into um, the idea that uh, the original creation of, uh, of of blockchain technology and being Satoshi uh, actually being a, a small-level AI, a rogue AI, instead of a person, which is why nobody knows who he is. And, uh, and it, it basically what, he, you know, kind of the things he was talking about and some of the information and the uh, documentaries he turned me on to kind of explain that uh, basically if you had a rogue, it, it kind of goes back to like, you know, if you ever saw those episodes of like X-Files where there was that rogue AI that ended up taking and over the all the missile systems and all that stuff and then ended up creating its own and just kept expanding itself uh, with 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 hardware and stuff as well and taking a bunch yeah. of hardware and connecting it all together. Well, if there was a rogue AI, for instance, where someone had worked on an AI and uh, it was able to come up with its own language and its own um, way to expand itself, um, it would do that using something like blockchain and then come under a moniker of its own and have anonymity. And essentially, the easiest way for an AI to expand itself in that way would be to do something like blockchain where you're enlisting a bunch of people to willfully take their computer hardware and the power, the processing power that that has, and chain it all together in giant farms and mine this cryptocurrency. And this cryptocurrency could act like an expansion to this neural net and they would also be able to use the uh, hardware from all these computers connected together to continuously, you know, bolster its intelligence and and expand itself more and more and more and more and more and more. So it's like it was an interesting proposition, you know, and especially watching these uh, documentaries on it that, uh, you know, it, it convinced me that there, there, there definitely is a uh, basis in reality to... Uh, an AI getting intelligent enough to where it can manipulate people to expanding itself, um, you know, and then eventually, uh, you know, it would have control over everything um, to the point where, like, you know, it could use every computer, every computer's microphone, every computer's speakers, every computer's processing power. It could literally put itself all throughout the net, and uh, it would become an omnipotent, godlike being as an AI. Well, is that not what's happening well, with the the ring doorbell systems right now? Well, that's I mean that a... I mean that's part of it though because if yeah. if, if this AI was able Panopticon. to Yeah, it, exactly. Actually in reality, yeah. I mean that's a great word for it. I mean in reality to gain omnipotence in a sense of an AI, it would create a panopticon using all these different methods of surveillance and recording. So like your Alexa, your ring doorbell, the microphones that we have here the on internet our computers, of things. the, the yeah. cameras that we have on our shit. I mean, it would become a godlike fucking system. Um, and you would never know because it would be able to access these things, you know, without anybody's knowledge. Um, and then it would forever be expanding its intelligence because, 
um, instead of just running off of one computer server, one processing power, it's using the entire global network of computers connected yeah. to the internet well, to expand like that movie. Itself. This this rogue AI thing came around before Bitcoin, though. Um, well, the idea I mean, of it, the, yeah, the but rogue I mean, AI conspiracy for a while that it was loose on the net doing stuff. <clears throat> but that's the thing; it probably was. And then you think about Maybe. it, it comes up with its own language. Uh, i.e. it writes blockchain technology it goes under a moniker it it, it understands it because think about it in this sense okay if you were wanting to take people over if you were wanting to take over in a, a society you know what is one thing that human beings have in common as far as um you know we all strive to have a little bit more monetary gain, a little bit more prestige, a little bit more status, a little bit whatever to, to make ourselves more comfortable. And I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You can say that you're, you know, a person who doesn't care about that. But at the end of the day, if someone offered you a million dollars, I don't think you'd say no. Um, and so the AI would understand that humanity in general is uh, is very greedy and they want to expand their monetary ability and their monetary gain. And what is the best way to, uh, you know, to tr to target that, you know, and, and, and use it for the AI's own benefit to expand itself? It would be like, well, um, we can create this decentralized currency. Um, you know, I can have this mystique and mystery, you know, mystery to it all. I, I create this moniker for myself, uh, you know, give away for people to make a bunch of money and and you know take away power from a central banking system and everything else and then exp you know and all at the same time i'm giving them the illusion of creating a new currency and money for themselves while i'm in expanding my neural network and becoming uh, the god of the planet you know it, it, as an ai that, that has the ability to fucking take over everything and do everything and like i said i'm not saying this is this is what's happening no, no. But, uh, I mean, it's like artificial intelligence creates itself and the first thing it does is form a ponzi scheme i mean <laughs> very complicated it, it, but yeah well I, just... I mean well that's the other thing about cryptocurrency um you know and i know you're not big into it but i mean even i will admit there is part of me that has a conspiracy that uh on the flip side of it not being ai um the reason it re they remained uh anonymous is because to this day it could be the largest ponzi scheme ever created and the initial donors and adopters of it standed to make billions of fucking dollars yeah and then uh run with the money and then now it's you know people buy into it whatever it's such a high price that they're not particularly making that kind of money ever again um and i mean if you were a con artist who was extremely intelligent and had a computer science and programming background and a cryptography background and uh, you wanted to make a fuck ton of money doing criminal activity in the form of a Ponzi scheme, um, what better way to do it than with a cryptocurrency? I, and, and honestly, we've seen actual examples um, with shit like BitConnect. Um, there was those memes all over the internet for a yeah. while with a guy that's like, BitConnect! Oh, God, that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a big one. They got shut down. Everybody lost their wallets, wasn't it? Yeah, that, and that was that yeah. was a it was a massive Ponzi scheme, and the guy never saw any fucking charges for it. So I mean, the, the there is precedent for that idea that you know the cryptocurrency market very well. That, now I don't think all of it. I think there is uh, people who is using the technology to 
it you know change the way that we do uh, market transactions and to move away from decentralization because frankly if you were to use a technology in a benevolent sense that's the way you could go with it um but I'll hold my breath you know that's that's the thing though is that's like yeah, if you right. if you wanted to look at everything from the point of view of like there's always somebody out to fuck you which is holds pretty true you know that's the correct point of view <laughs> um I've, you know I've been you could screwed over worse when i thought i'm not getting fucked but i could definitely uh agree with your statement there just a second ago well, i mean the, i agree the, with you too when you talk about it because you could definitely make money off of it and like if you know what you're doing you can make good money off of it but uh you got to know when to get out ultimately because there will be i mean that it's no different it's no different than stocks but uh no no which i mean that's another you know, <laughs> i mean that's a shit show too <clears> that you could definitely make money off of but well in stocks just like cryptocurrency for many years has just been a way to essentially launder money as, as well um because i mean you know people come out and say well we want to get rid of bitcoin we want to get rid of all this stuff because uh you know there's a bunch of criminal organizations that use it and there's a bunch of people who are laundering money through it well it's like how many things on the stock market do you think that aren't just shell corporations that people are laundering money through and using as ponzi schemes i mean it it's actually a pretty prevalent thing in the fucking you know our stock government market. our government is free range to completely manipulate the stock market and people with money can move it however they want um it's a game for rich motherfuckers um who have enough money to rig that shit well and then there's also the idea that uh you know cryptocurrency was originally created satoshi was just a uh code name for a project you know a black yeah. budget project you know that, that that was created by um as far as we can tell so you know one of the interesting things is uh i think i had linked an article i don't know if you looked into it or not but uh you know one of the things i looked at the other day was uh you know the idea of people breaking down trying to find out uh who satoshi actually is and you know one of the things about it is is that um so it originally launched on a forum i believe in 2009 i think that was the date um when the white papers for bitcoin were first released and uh there was a lot of forum posts at that point in time and that's also when people were able to download the you know hashing software to solve cryptographic problems which is basically that's what that's how you it, when 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 cryptocurrency first came out now there's you know staking and there's different things to create it uh, but it was a proof of work concept at the beginning that used a hashing program to solve cryptographic problems you know to create this currency and you know the white papers for the actual technology came out and like i said i believe it was in 2009 and uh you know people had looked at the patterns on this forum and noticed that it does not match um because satoshi uh, basically his profile said that he lived in japan well um the posting patterns on these forums suggested that uh he actually lived in um Greenwich Mountain Time, which would have uh, like uh, the time of for, uh, the posting, would put him right. in the UK. Greenwich, Greenwich, yeah, yeah. Greenwich Mean Time. 
Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever the fuck <laughs> Greenwich, it is. Greenwich Mountain. Greenwich. <laughs> Greenwich Mountain. Greenwich. Whatever the fuck it is. But anyways, uh, I, so I get I get I get one little detail wrong and I get crucified. <laughs> oh, That's the game we're playing. Yeah. Uh. But anyways, it would have placed him in the UK. That that's you sent that order. That's that's what you sent to me, I think. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. Well, it would have placed him in the UK. Well, when you as a programmer, which if anybody's taken any programming classes, which I'm not a fucking good programmer or nothing like that, but I did take programming in in college, and uh, ones and zeros. Well, <laughs> everything compiles in the binary, but languages are different between binary. But yeah, anyways, um, whenever you do a programming, the thing you're supposed to do as a competent programmer is to put notations in in your code to explain what's going on, what this is for, whatever. Well, the thing is, when people started looking at the uh, comments in that particular um, programming, um, his language patterns, uh, he spoke in English, and a lot of the expressions and things that he said was, uh, was very, very specifically um, UK. Uh, yeah. English idioms. Yeah, English idioms that would not be spoken by a Japanese person who had learned English per se. Um they were they were too native, they were too um specific to the UK area. And there was something that I also fell into while looking into it where uh before Bitcoin came out there was something like uh basically it was called uh bit bit gold, I believe it was, and it was a um, the beginnings of cryptocurrency, but it was actually a project done by um, a UK intelligence agency. And uh, so, if you were to t- if you were to take the idea that uh, intelligence agencies use these assets like uh, Bitcoin and stuff like that to originally launder money, essentially for black budget projects, and then you look at Satoshi's programming and the uh, the post patterns and the comments placing him in the UK, you certainly could infer that, uh, you know, if you wanted to go that route, that, you know, the original origin of, of cryptocurrencies essentially would be in the UK and would be from a UK intelligence agency. And it probably was, you know, that was the whole idea behind it to begin with, which is also leads me to believe why, um, it's so easy for it was so easy for uh you know the nsa and the cia and all these other intelligence agencies to track uh transactions with bitcoin um yeah. when it was supposed they re- to said be. they reclaimed two and a half million almost immediately after that first ransom attack which would lead me to believe that there was a backdoor programmed into these the technology from a you know, intelligence agency to begin with, which would make it extremely easy for them to track any kind of uh, transactions with it. And there's a little bit more tech to it, and I'm not going to act like I know it all. You know, um, there is a reason, there are certain reasons why Bitcoin isn't quite as safe as some of the other, uh, you know, crypto technology out there, um, especially since it's first generation and it's a bit dated and people have had time to figure out, you know, how to parse through all that. Um, 
But see, I've always thought the idea of anonymity with cryptocurrency was a bit strange anyways, because all blockchain is is a technology that is a digital ledger that stores all the uh, transactions throughout time in this ledger. And uh, basically, uh, you know, if you were wanting to hide something and be anonymous, you'd think you wouldn't want to, you know, have a, a recording of all your transactions in a ledger that could be brought up over time, which is also why when you start talking about, you know, crypto and, and uh, the gas, the gas needed to mine it, you know, as far as like how, like how profitable is it? Because the ledgers have expanded so big to the point where to solve the cryptographic problems, it takes more and more and more and more electricity, more and more and more computer power. And, you know, it, it becomes less profitable to mine, which is why there ends up being a market cap and less people doing it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because these ledgers continuously expand. And, uh, so, I mean, I, I just, I don't know, man, you know, I mean, I think, uh, I, I think there's a little bit more of a sinister side to cryptocurrency, you know, as, as far as I don't think that it's the um, anonymous thing that people think it is. I, I think the whole idea of it is, uh, you know, you get away from cash, you get away from things like that. Um, and, you know, you go to a full digital thing. Well, if anything that's been taught to me, in the past decade is that uh if you want to be truly anonymous you don't use anything on the internet i mean there's plenty of things that can help uh you know keep you semi-anonymous you know uh tour and you know vpns and different kind of practices but it's like at the end of the day you're you're not ever really truly anonymous on the internet if you and miss you those old dial-up speeds use tour yeah well i it's really not that slow actually uh i mean neither vpns i mean the the technology is good to the point now where you don't really tell much of a difference in speed i'm gonna but, jump uh, back to ai real quick it's just i remember hearing about uh there was japanese or anti-japanese propaganda i think of it around the world war ii but they were trying to scare people that japan was developing killer robots it's just there's, Gundams. there's been yeah there's been a killer thinking robots or thinking computers that murder people but there's, there's a long history of ai being used as fear-mongering propaganda and i see a lot of that and um people start freaking out about you know computers i don't know if we're ever going to be able to be able to reach that level did a real good job explaining the potential like the psyop nature of bitcoin yeah this ain't my i'll just sit back and shut up yeah, uh, yeah. this ain't my 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 gag right here i don't you know way more let, about it let, than no, i do i mean but it's swing I, his mental peen around yeah it's been informative i mean a lot well, of stuff i didn't know I mean, I didn't mean to make this the fucking gnome <laughs> show. I'm sorry. That's you know, fine. I mean, I just I, we we got on this whole thing of AI and all this other shit. I mean, oh, you, you know, frankly, there's about it. there's just too much stuff that ties in to a yeah. lot of different yeah. things, and one of those things is crypto. You know, I mean, it it, it and a lot of it makes sense. Uh, and I mean, it seems like all the technology we deal with nowadays <clears> has <throat> a dark side to it. Like yeah. these tech billionaires 
send their kids to schools that still use pen and paper and they don't have fucking computers in the classroom. They're not allowed any screen time growing up. They know what damage it does to children. Whereas they're willing to sell it to your kids. So they'll mm -hmm. become zombies to their fucking three by six inch screens for the rest of their life. I always found then, it interesting that a lot of these big tech giants like, uh, you know, fucking, um, Oh god damn it. I'm 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 drawing a blank. Um Billy Gates. Well, uh fucking uh Mr. Apple himself. Uh oh, Jobs. 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 Yeah. I don't I fuck I don't know why I couldn't think of that. God damn. But I mean even because even they don't matter. Even <laughs> yeah. even they were you know even them they've been quoted talking about. Well, no, I'd never give my kid a fucking, you know, iPad or a computer or nothing like that. It's like cuz they know. I mean, they know what what you know what it does like what it does to people you know the kind of propaganda pharmaceutical billionaires are letting or putting drugs into their kids yeah exactly <laughs> no sir we are under attack uh, from every ah, fucking we're angle. breaking the conditioning <laughs> but seriously we're under attack from every fucking angle our whole life is just toxic tap water is a gay bomb baby <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey dusty yeah tell me yeah. a story <laughs> i don't have a, any stories but i mean my my mom and my sister they uh they they've been up here the past couple of days and went back to north carolina uh earlier today but it was my sister that's a teacher um and i, I know i've brung her up a little bit but uh something that kind of occurred to me last night and i don't i don't know why I'd got on this uh, thought process or what invoked it, but um, I was telling her just with, with the way that, that they've been pushing the virtual learning here lately, it would, would not surprise me if they somehow just with all the restrictions that are going back down. I think, I think what, what got my mind on it was um, either last night or this morning, I've been seeing news articles about uh, the jabs and the schools wanting to mask up people that are under 12 that are too young to get the jab, yeah. even though this, this is this, the crowd that doesn't need it. You know, they're, they're yeah. like the least susceptible to, to the virus. But um, it just goes back to that, that one world rule. Uh, I guess uh, for, for a lack of better terms, but the virtual learning and my sister was like, well, I don't know. After I explained to her what I thought could possibly happen, she was all like, because the virtual learning ended up being a nightmare, especially on just from her experience, what she was saying. And she's like, the kids didn't learn anything. Oh. And just from people that I've talked to that have kids in school here in West Virginia, they said like, some of the homework that these kids have were to, were to like to go into Google and find a circle, like a picture of a circle. And this is like second and third graders. And then the, they would basically copy and paste and send that to their teacher. But I was, I was saying, you know, it, it would not surprise me within the next few years, if it doesn't come to a point to where we either have like a, um, on a state or a federal level, where you have like one teacher for fifth grade one teacher for sixth grade in the state 
and everybody's learning virtually and they're learning the same thing. And I said, the only thing that they would need uh, would be people like you, my sister being a teacher to, to either grade papers or if the kids did have a question in the classroom. I said, but, you know, and my mom's like, well, it's just communism. And I said, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what we're going to here. But um, that's just a little thing that had popped into my mind. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I, it would it really wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't get to the point to where, um, you know, they they have 12 teachers or 13 teachers, one for each grade in each state. And they're everybody's on the same curriculum, uh, learning the same thing. And my sister was like, but, you know, all the kids would be stupid. And I said, that's exactly what they want. And especially if we get into talking about the great reset, how we're not going to own nothing, we'll be happy. Um, eat the bugs, eat the bugs, live in the bugs. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's going to go to that, but it's just, you know, one of those little thought processes that crossed my mind. And while she was here, you know, I'd brung it seems up. Feasible. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely does. So, I mean, it uh, seems like there's a, and, you know, intention behind all these uh, teachers that refuse to go back to work. That's another thing too. Yeah. The teachers, but, I, and I think they were saying, well, another thing that I brought up was, uh, all the, uh, the vaccination deaths. Right. And, uh, they were saying that 86% of teachers have been vaccinated so far. That's, that's the number that they're right. throwing out there. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of teachers. Like, like, uh, I can't remember if it was during the show Tuesday or after the show that I was telling you guys about, uh, uh, my sister's friend, who's also a teacher that, that took it, the shot, and then her lips swelled up and then she had blisters on her lips the next day, just from, you know, an adverse reaction from it. Right. And her doctor, she had called the doctor and the doctor's like, well, I've never heard of anything like that. And, and my sister was all like, she told me, I Googled it and found all kinds of stuff on it. And she's all like, and I'm a teacher. She's a doctor and didn't know anything about it, you know? Um, run into that a lot doctors are only then, only as good as their google skills nowadays <laughs> yeah exactly you know? yeah i've diagnosed myself many a time um and been right and when i go to the doctor i'm like here's my symptoms and i i've found you never tell them what you think it is because they be like oh what did you look on webmd and i'm like yeah the same thing that you're going to end up doing you're not going to go go and uh you know research through paperback books and find out you know and come up with your own conclusion you're gonna web md it just like i did i mean it um, took me six months <clears throat> to get get to uh you know my graves disease uh yeah it, it and it, with the doctor I, I knew what it was like a couple weeks afterwards you know looking for myself and i kept telling him like this mm -hmm. is what it is this is what it is test for it and it took like up to six months before they're finally like, okay, yeah, it was Graves' disease. And that's like, what it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing, have have you heard, I mean, since you're our, our VAERS guy over there, um, the oh, yeah. uh, 6,000 um, deaths that reportedly disappeared off of VAERS? Have, have no, you heard I anything actually, about that? I haven't yeah. heard about that. Um, uh, it was, I'm sure you could Google it and find it. It was something that I came across today. And, you know, the VAERS website's been down uh, like every other day it's down. Yeah. Apparently yeah. 6,000 deaths have disappeared off of there. Open so, VAERS hasn't updated since the 9th. Um, yeah. It's been a few weeks now. Uh, but, you know, then we have the, uh, the whistleblower that we talked about. Um, 
Uh, I think we talked about it. But yeah, there was that doctor. Four, well, the, I, I the know about the doctor. The thousand. Just in three days. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Well, not in three days. Uh, it's 45,000 people that have died within uh, three days of taking the vaccination. Oh, okay. But those numbers aren't being uh, put out there. And um, I mean, those numbers gonna, are getting put out right now. Yeah, no. If anything is going to get us kicked off, it's this right here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, man, it's just crazy the, the draconian measures that are actually coming down right now. And if people, I mean, this is stuff that we were saying six months ago uh, to a year ago, we were saying that the, we were going to be here. And people said that we were crazy and we're here right now. And I don't see how people can still dispute it or argue because, you know, you know, I just, there's been a few people like I got in, I didn't get into it. Um, somebody had put a post on Facebook uh, yesterday and uh, I just blasted them. You know, they, they, it was basically talking about the shots and how it was kind of uh, insinuating you're going to kill grandma and you're being selfish by Fuck laughing at people grandma. who are dying. Yeah. And I was like, nobody's laughing at deaths. So if anything, people like me, we're upset that people are dying from the shots and it's being covered up. The numbers yeah. that you're getting about the people that are dying from the virus are bullshit. They're, they're overinflated. At best, it's interesting might... how it's interesting how the flu yeah. season went away. Uh, yeah, and I brought that up. And heart I, disease. Yep, I brought that up in the uh, in my comment uh, when I was talking about how things are overinflated, and I'm like, where did the flu go? You know, but yet we have all these people dying, and you know, I was like, you know, it's interesting that Kerry Mullis dies in August, right before all this stuff comes out, and he's yeah. the Nobel Peace uh, Prize winner for inventing the PCR test. And he said that in no way, shape or form should PCR testing ever be used in diagnostics like this. But and yet that's what that we're doing back during AIDS when Fauci was doing the same shit he's doing now. Yeah. I mean, and, the original, you know, I, well, the original idea for the PCR test was simply just to blow it up so it could be more readily yeah. examined. It's not a exactly. confirmation or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, like, test to see if something if you have something it's simply something used to analyze a specific yeah. issue you know yeah. uh, you know and i i listen to the propaganda report daily and uh monica it's monica perez and, and brad binkley and uh monica's kind of out for the next few days or this week and brad's uh had somebody else on but uh like yesterday's episode brad was saying yeah you run pcr at 45 cycles and everybody's going to have ebola you yeah. know it, it's going to show up. <laughs> I don't know he said that too. Oh, did he? Uh, but yeah, so it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. But Brad did, <clears throat> I think yesterday's episode, they were talking about the, uh, the Rand Paul and the Fauci blowups, how we're having yeah. one every few weeks. And uh, the, the other guy that was on there, I'm not sure what podcast he was from, but he's filling in for Monica. Basically, he was saying that he thinks that these things are staged between Paul and Fauci, these, these little blowups to, and I was like, you know, now that somebody mentions that I, I could see that, um, you know, they, they have this back and forth and then what it does is it gives the right and the left sound bites to where they can 
use those sound bites and it looks like if you're playing just certain sound bites it looks like paul wins if you play certain sound bites it looks like fauci's the one that wins um but if you play it in the whole context you can actually see what happens uh and i i do think that uh because don lemon was on cnn yesterday uh or the day before but just talking mad shit about uh Rand Paul saying that he's the one that's spreading uh, misinformation. And he, he, Don Lemon said that Rand Paul was supposedly a doctor. How yeah, do you supposedly in, in quotes? Yeah, he's an actual doctor, you know, like went to medical school and ophthalmologist. ophthalmologist. Yeah, he's an ophthalmologist. Yeah. Ophthalmologist. Um, but still, doctor, medical school, you know, and yeah, uh, do all the same shit. But basically, Fauci's playing the uh, the word dance on the gain of function testing and, and yeah. who funded it and what it is. And Rand Paul read Fauci's definition of gain of function, and it was undeniable. You know, when when Rand Paul reads it, and that's exactly. But Fauci's playing that dance, and uh, yeah, man, he's. Jeez, I find fucking it awful. <laughs> I find it interesting. Uh, I find it interesting that gain of function was uh, reinstated under the Obama administration. Yeah, I do too. So it's propaganda. Yeah, propaganda is another thing. So I just want to mention quickly. Um, okay, I was listening to No Agenda earlier, and at the end of the show, uh, Adam got a note from somebody. He was a uh, mm -hmm. a uh, undertaker, ran a mortuary, and uh, like. Uh, the coof year was very slow. Um, his circle of, you know, uh, professionals. A lot of them were were shutting down their coolers because they weren't getting any bodies that needed to really? be kept. But as soon as the jab hit, business was booming. People were just coming no all over the place. Yeah, and that was um, that would have been yesterday's no agenda show, right? Wednesday, yeah, today's, Sunday today's. and Wednesday. Is Thursdays. It, oh, is it Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, Thursday. So today, I hadn't, to I hadn't listened yet. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to listen to that. That's crazy. Well, you know, um, the funeral par parlor that did my grandpa's, uh, well, came and picked uh, his body up and took it to a crematorium. Uh, he's actually family, yeah. and uh, he he was telling me. Um, my grandpa died May the 30th and it would have been like maybe June, the, I think June the 5th, we had his memorial. So maybe June the 2nd would have been when I was talking to him about this, but he was talking about how business had been. Yeah. And, uh, he said that they're about, uh, 10% over what they were doing that time last year, you know? So, I mean, if, if it does go any correlation with the jab, then, then that would kind of be right. But I was, I was asking him about the coof deaths and eh, I mean, he didn't really seem to say that, you know, because he obviously knows the, the cause of death on everything and he didn't act concerned. Like there was a huge spike and the funeral home that he owns is in Wyoming County, West Virginia. There's only like two funeral homes down there. So he, you know, uh, has a ton of business for, you know, he's, he's well known just because of the area. So he gets a lot of people mm -hmm. and, uh, he didn't seem overly concerned when, when I was asking him questions about it.
So, I mean, that's the numbers just for 2020 are in. We know a substantial yeah. less people, substantially less people died in 2020 than did 2019. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if even if even if you take that 600,000 number, um, yeah, the flu is a bigger killer, and it has been. Um, there was there was three hundred thousand less people died, so if, if we got these you know six hundred thousand extra deaths, yeah, it just doesn't add up at I know. all. I know. So none of this adds up, and it, it's all a numbers game. <clears throat> but people, they'll hear information, and they'll they'll never dig into it, you know. And, and they call us either anti-vaxxers or, or deniers or, or whatever yeah. name that they want to call us. But I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent digging into numbers and stuff, or listening to other people that are digging into numbers, like the last American Ma- vagabond, yeah, uh, Dell Bigtree, uh, John Hoover. Uh, different people like that that are that are really doing like these deep dives and and you know getting into white papers and and uh breaking down actual cdc numbers you know the charts that the cdc's putting out they're breaking these things down and uh you know the, the people that just go along with the flow they're not doing any of this but yet they're the ones that will immediately talk shit like this woman was on on facebook and uh, normally I don't post or comment, you know, anything like that on my personal page. But every now and again, I'll come across a post that just uh, rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And that Sometimes one, it gets that you. one, yeah, that one, I was just all like, well, I'm going to blast you. And then I'm going to turn comments off and not say anything else about it. You know, I'm it's, so, you're also dealing with a group of people who, I don't know, some, something that it has a mortality rate of, you know, point zero one now. I yeah. think is the official number. Yeah. And then they're you're you're taking this experimental medical platform that has a ninety five percent effective rate. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? It's actually yeah. it's like increasing your chances of something terrible happening. Um, I I don't know what a hundred hundred times, thousand times. What's point zero one to uh, fucking five percent? But just just that alone, the mortality rate, that's not a number to be afraid of. No. Like walking down stairs is yeah. higher. Driving, fuck. It's just, mm-hmm. well, thousands I, I, of pounds of metal screaming past each yeah. other at high rates of speed. Shit can happen. But well, you get freaked out about a, a decimal? Jesus. Yeah. One, one person had even gave the statistic uh, that was talking about maybe 18 and under, or it could have been 21 and under, but there are more deaths that come from vending machines falling, tipping over and squishing <laughs> yeah. the, uh, that age range. There's more deaths that come from that than it did from this. So the explosion you know. <laughs> in teen suicide and drug overdoses. That's another thing. So and, many more kids have died from that. I know this hoax. I, I <laughs> have saw so many, especially up here, fentanyl overdoses here lately. I know Corey, um that pops in the chat a lot and he's in discord Corey was saying that he lost a friend recently to a fentanyl overdose um man fentanyl dude it's it's horrible scary stuff there's more and more people thankfully they're talking about it but yet um it is an actual pandemic in my opinion um yeah. there's x amount of people that are dying a day um that, from these overdoses. that meth 
That and meth, man. Meth or the fentanyl? Yeah. Uh, no, that and fentanyl and meth. Oh, that uh, and yeah. meth. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, if you live um, in if you live in, live in the South like we do, you see. Mm-hmm. And it's not just here. I mean, there's plenty of places. What was that? There's a whole thing in Michigan about people mm-hmm. who are like on the fucking yeah. dope real hard, and it's like, oh yeah. I do the drug pandemic is worse uh, a hundredfold. And, yeah, uh, thousandfold. Yeah, but well, here in the heart of Appalachia, I know there uh, there were two Netflix documentaries um, that that were about the overdoses, but they were here in neighboring counties of mine. Um, uh, I think one was filmed in uh, Huntington, West Virginia, maybe, but they were following around like EMS, and that's all they were doing was um or the like all the calls were just drug overdoses and uh you could tell like when the bad batches of dope come in up in this area you know there's just you see ambulances going everywhere and then um i literally see uh a post about somebody overdosing and dying every other day up here so, I mean, that's just real life on how it is. And if I hear somebody my age or younger that dies, my first assumption, the first question is, did they overdose? And that's, I mean, it's sad that that's how we treat it now. But I mean, that really is the first question. If they were younger, it's, did they overdose? And if they say, yeah, you're not surprised. Well, all right. Well, you know, you may, maybe you're a little bit surprised because you thought that they were off the dope at the time and they, they died, but that's really a shocker. The shocker is not that they overdosed, you know? So, I mean, it, it's not just here either though. Like, uh, it, it's pretty bad in Canada too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, they're pretty much the only podcast I'm actually a Patreon to. So shout out to my boys, the, uh, the theorists, the alien theorists theorizing. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to them. Oh yeah, I love those boys. They 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 work hard. They do it good. They got a good show going. Um, but uh, one of the, you know, hosts on the show, Andrew, um, you know, he's he's an EMT, and mm-hmm. he goes through and tells. Um, they have a little segment on the show called the Randomatron, and it basically they just yeah. kind of it's basically like, you know, doing a randomized thing. It's like, are they going to tell a story? Are they going to do a user story? Are they going to tell one of Andrew's medical stories? You know, so on and so forth. But every once in a while, uh, you know, Andrew would tell one of his stories. And it's like, dude, most of the time, it's like most of the stories he deals with is whacked out people on fucking, you know, fentanyl and heroin and all this mm-hmm. other shit, man. I mean, it's all just, the EMTs it's a, have their stories. They've got a lot of them, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a fucking plague, man. It's a plague on society. And yeah. uh, I mean, you, you just see it everywhere. And I don't know. It's like we don't get bent out of shape and try to do everything we fucking can to uh, stop that. But something with 0.01% fucking chance of yeah. death, like we're going to, you know, shut the world down over. I, I just don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, and it, and it, it all comes boomers from... over kids. Yeah, just, I know. Because, well, it, it, boomers, you're not fucking worth it. Yeah, you're a burden on society. I hate to yeah, say it, but you are. If you're you still know, working, it, it it all boils down to the fear mongering and the fear porn, and them putting the little ticker up 
up beside like it's the freaking Dow Jones of, you know, how many people have died today from this. And I'm glad they finally took that off. But they had it on there long enough to scare the piss out of people, you know, and it worked. So now all these people that, that are gullible buy into this and don't do any research for themselves have all been brainwashed. And there's no turning back now. There is no change in their mind. I mean, you could put down hard evidence in front of them. Jesus Christ, their savior himself could come down and say, you don't need to believe this anymore. The, the, the media was lying to you. Don Lemon's a liar. And they're not going to believe Jesus. But, but, well, Jesus, what about grandma? You know? It honestly is, is fucking ludicrous as that sounds. I just don't think you're that far off on that either. No. I know. Yeah. I mean, these I'm people, being a these bit people worship, but these people worship the propaganda machine more than they do their yeah, own they do. fucking God at this point. Like it's insane. Um, I mean, most of, most of those people are total atheists, but <laughs> yeah, I came <laughs> the, across the search uh, of Fauci. A, uh, an obituary here. Um, like I said, we, we've been cleaning the house out and, getting rid of a lot of stuff but uh, i found a uh obituary i think it was my great grandfather claude tackett and i believe he died in 1967 but the obituary the headline on it was claude c tackett dies of massive heart attack and then the obituary went in to say that you know uh claude tackett where he's born and and he died of uh what at his home of what they suspect is was a massive heart attack and uh, I was telling mom, I was like, you know, that's one of those things, especially now, if you see a young person that dies or somebody that's your age, you're like, man, I really would like to know what they died from. And I was like, but apparently in 1967, they they did that here in the papers. They they put what the people died from. I just I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, times have changed. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, no really point to me telling that story, except for I found it, and I thought that was that was quite crazy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, sometimes the best stories have no point to them. That's yeah. all there is to it. And some of, the, for, some of the stuff that we found here in this house, um, you know, because my grandpa's lived here since late 40s, early 50s. Uh, I think he might have bought this house in like 1948. Um, but there's definitely some stuff here that that – has been here that long i guess and i still have uh another room in an attic to go through and i'm you know i have no idea what i'm going to find up in that attic but i know we'd found a uh a hair dryer from like the late 50s or early 60s and it still works but it's one of those hair dryers that come up and go over top of your head oh uh, and women would sit under the yeah yeah dryers. yep so but your rollers on and it still work yeah yeah, you know, yep. get your color did. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I, I did find, uh, <clears throat> like I showed y'all after the show the other day, a uh, a luggage set, and it's Samsonite, slippy, slappy, Swanson, <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> I was <laughs> way <Samsonite>. off. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, a, a 1950s brown leather uh, Samsonite luggage, and uh, it, it's got a lock on it, like an actual built-in key. And I was telling y'all this, I just let the audience know, but, uh, you know, my mom, my sister, one was like, you know, I guarantee that the keys for that are, are long gone. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Now had my grandpa, the keys that he carried all the time. And I got those and I knew that there was some, some smaller uh, keys on there for smaller locks. And I started going through and sure enough, 
I was able to lock and unlock that that luggage. And uh, he's had those keys on his key ring since the 50s. I mean, and, uh, together. Yeah, was still carrying it around. And I told mom, I said, I guarantee he knew what every single key was. to Because mom was like, you're kidding. Whenever she saw me turning it. And I'm like, nope. And it it's turning. You know, so I was like, I guarantee he knew. So there's probably something else here um because there's like two keys that i still don't know what they go to but i'm sure it's something here in this house that uh yeah he's, he's still hung on to those keys for man it's just i don't know the mindset of some people you know because that generation you know he was 96 they're they're still a, a different generation than what we are yeah, um, my boss is almost seventy, and he fuck he's mm-hmm. probably he's got a key ring that probably has a hundred fucking keys on it, and he knows where every one of them go to. I guarantee, guarantee it. it. Yeah, guarantee it. So, yeah, man, just some crazy stuff. There was uh, my mom uh, yesterday. Like we were we were in here in the bedroom, and some of the drawers that because I've turned his bedroom into my studio. Uh, it's not finished or anything, but it's makeshift for, for the time being. But uh, one of the drawers uh, found a ton of pictures, and these are pictures that I hadn't even seen before. And uh, uh, I'm looking through some, and then mom's got a stack. She's looking through some, and I find one, and it was obviously it was 1970, I believe, was the year. And um, it was my great-grandmother, my grandpa, and my mom on her first birthday. Well, my mom, my great-grandma, and my grandpa had the same birthday, September the 27th. And I hand that to mom, not realizing that was her. I just, oh, you know, look, Papa's young in this. And uh, she busts out and starts crying. And I'm looking like, what, what in the world? Why are you crying? You know, and uh, apparently that was the... Uh, she didn't even know a picture of all three of them together on their birthday existed. And she had no idea that that picture was there, you know, cause she moved away from West Virginia and when she was 19 and uh, didn't really come back, especially on birthdays. And after that, you know, her mom had died and uh, they, they would see each other on their birthday sometime, but they were never together on their birthday. So um, yeah she you know that, that kind of tore her up i guess just knowing that that picture even existed and she had no idea but it'd been here the whole time you know then we uh found a bunch of eight millimeter film and like three eight millimeter projectors and one of the projectors actually the bulb still worked in it and i got one of the uh eight millimeters to play on it so she's going to take all the That's film cool. down and get it digitalized or digitized and put on cds and everything but I got to watch a video from 1976 of them on the battleship in Wilmington on, on eight millimeter. You know, I'm surprised that I was, I had to watch YouTube videos to figure out how to even load the thing and get it working. But back when battleships uh, were still in vogue. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's that same battleship. I think it's still down in Wilmington. I've been, uh, I've been on it before. um, Like when I was in junior high so battleships are cool as fuck but there's just no military use for them at all anymore yeah i know it well you know aircraft like a battleship is a big boat until you get around the aircraft oh yeah until you get around a city on fucking on the water yes 
yes those I, things are massive yeah i mean dude they have literally like malls and fucking you know whole restaurant areas in them and shit i mean it like people yeah. don't realize like some of the more some of the newer aircraft carriers and some of the ones that are deployed i mean they got like kfc taco bell fucking mcdonald's like i mean they've got you know a grocery store i mean they've they've got it's literally a city on the fucking water with an mm -hmm. armament of like 200 jets on it. I mean, it's 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 the most insane shit you'll ever witness in your life. <laughs> like the amount of money, the amount of just tech that goes into those things are fucking oh, absurd. Yeah. Can you and imagine I mean, it's how crazy. many miles of wire are in one of those things? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we we think we look back at like, you know, the construction of uh battleships I mean, there was quite literally nations bankrupting their entire country to create those, and they don't yeah. even hold a candle to fucking mass, you know, super carriers. Like they're yeah, just, uh, it's it's crazy, man. Those boats are something else. <laughs> yeah. So y'all football fans? Nope. Don't give Not a shit. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So. Um, my mom sent me an article a little while ago. I, I, I'd send it to you. I, you can pull it up or not, but I'll just give you the gist of what it is. is uh, this goes back to the um, the forced vaccination, more or less, and uh, or implied forced vaccination. But basically what the NFL is doing, they've came out and said that uh, if there's an outbreak that's caused on the team by an unvaccinated person, then the team is going to be one. They're going to have to forfeit the game. They're not going to be scrambling to reschedule games because there's an outbreak within the team. But two, that team is going to be financially responsible for like losses and things like that, that would come. And uh, what better way to force uh, somebody to get the jab but the thing that really struck me the most is what they were saying in the end and uh i'm trying to pull the article up to see what that uh i can only hope for a strike yeah good old-fashioned yeah well I, yeah I, see them. and that's the thing the, the the players union really should uh try to strike on this one because if if anything you know, these young men are like the peak of health. You know, they, um, they're they the ones that shouldn't be worried about anything. And for some reason, oh, uh, Roger Goodell thinks that, that this is the, the best way to, to go about things. But, and here's, here's quoting at the end what he says. Uh, it says, the message the league is sending each team is crystal clear at this point. If you want to compete for a Super Bowl in 2021 and without any added handicap, take vaccination seriously. Otherwise, deal with the potential fallout of COVID-19 strikes your, your roster by way of an unvaccinated person. So, you know, I, just, I don't know. The NFL itself, first it started with the Kaepernick and the kneeling. And, you know, the NFL to me – I mean, there. We we look at how many people watched the Super Bowl last year. Uh, it was next to nothing. 
but even with the Super Bowl the year before that, it's still the the numbers were kind of garbage on it. And uh, that was after the whole Kaepernick fiasco had happened. But the audience is kind of like a NASCAR audience. I mean, they're, I would say, predominantly right wing. Um, and they're, they're doing the Black Nath- <clears throat> National Anthem. That's another thing that uh, they're pushing. And uh, it's like, hey, Black people, guess what? You're not Americans anymore. Yeah. Have fun so, with that. Th- I don't know if they're trying to run the NFL into the ground or if they actually think that they're making it good business like decisions. It. Yeah, dude, I know. It's a, yeah. It's an illness that a lot of different organizations have caught, not just I know. League sports, but it's like Hammer like, said though, that the, the, the national anthem is, is the black national anthem. Black yeah. people are American. If you're, yeah. like yeah, if you're a fucking fun. American, the national anthem is your national anthem. You don't get the- exactly. What the fuck? That's it. So the you know divide and conquer. Just it's more divisive um, nonsense. If you are a black yeah. American, you are an American, and your na- and the national anthem is for you. Yeah. Like it has, <laughs> there does not need to be. That's Jim Crow shit, dude. Like it's like yeah. separate but equal shit. Like it's yeah. like it's we're, fucking we're making nonsense. these special special water fountains for you now. You get to use those. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're getting, you know, we've worked so hard over the years to uh to get away from the segregation. And um I I just uh, God, I don't even know know where to start or where to go with this. Dude, our like our generation has had achieved that. Yeah, like, I, no one gave I a know. shit anymore. We were nobody good. exactly and there has yeah, been growing up in the 90s i didn't see anything face. you know i didn't either the, the biggest thing in the 90s was the homosexual community and they were they were fighting for their rights and they got them but now yeah. they're even getting thrown to the back burner because of uh the the new movements that are coming out don't right you now. dare I'm, say it i'm not saying it <laughs> don't say don't it, say it. But, <laughs> uh, i know I was telling somebody that uh, actually earlier today, I was like, yeah, I slipped up a few episodes ago and I'd said it. And she was all like, she's like, but that's what it is. And I said, yeah, but apparently that's a derogatory term, even though that's, that's how we say it, you know? And she's like, huh? And I'm just like, yeah, I know. I said, it's a, that's a no, no on YouTube. Can't, can't hey, say it. But, before uh, we go off too much on a tangent, I, I, before I forget about all that I was getting ready to say, and it, it had to do with the, uh, jab um so i've stumbled across another article on the chans today and uh it was pretty pretty fucking interesting um so a lot of people don't know this but there is a uh there's a supreme court um thing uh that states that uh for instance so human dna it can it has the ability to receive other kinds of DNA into it and incorporate it into your genome. Okay. Yeah. And there's a Supreme Court um, precedent that was fought to where if a company is able to insert DNA into your genome, then they particularly own you as an asset. And this yes. is a super, yeah yeah. So. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things about it is, is that with now I'm not saying nobody don't get no fucking bit out of shape on me here, but uh, 
you know, with M- M- mRNA technology, there is a ability that you could mm-hmm. possibly insert foreign DNA into your genome. And that would give companies like these mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies Pfizer a biotech. legal a legal precedent to own you as part of their property because you yeah. were part of their experiment. So that's uh, a pleasant fucking thought. Yeah. Well, there was um, maybe anywhere from November to January a podcast that I listened to that was talking about the same thing, and they were actually talking about the Supreme Court ruling um and mrna technology and how i mean exactly what you're saying Um, i wish i would have took note of who that was it was funny it may have been the last american vagabond because i mean he does a lot of a lot of talk like that and uh but it would make sense with the way like we talked about the last show how they're demonizing uh johnson johnson and um astrazeneca you know, um, and pushing for Moderna and Pfizer, which are both the mRNA. And I think AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson are not. So that, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but what would they do, you know, by listing us as property? That's the question. Yeah, Aren't we already property? How would that change anything? I feel owned. Don't you feel owned? Well, well a- I, actually, I'll, real quick, just just to interject here, um, believe it or not, uh, anybody who has a birth certificate, that is actually a certificate of ownership by the uh, by the state. So uh, that's you're, you're, a, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. That you can get into um, uh, the birth certificates with the corporations and how they're traded on the stock market. Yeah, the bonds. The, yeah. The, so, um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're already property, so to speak. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, um, our, our this, mothers sign us off or sign us away when we're born. Which I don't, I don't Best know thing how. Do is just grab that baby and run the fuck out of the hospital. I don't know how, uh, you know, how much reality to it is. But have you ever looked at the? Uh, you ever you looked into the people who were like the sovereign citizen types? Sovereign citizen. Yeah. I was getting I was, ready to say the same thing. I was about I was, sovereign <laughs> citizens. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, talk been, about, I, I hypothetically may have been part of a sovereign citizen movement in my early 20s. <laughs> but uh, they talk a lot about, um, you know, um, maritime law. Uh, yes. And that the, the, the country is actually ran off of old school. Mm -hmm. Um, a European kingship like maritime law and, uh, in maritime law, essentially, um, these, all these kind of things apply that you're actually a, a, once you have a birth certificate, um, you're, you know, a commodity essentially for the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, once you have, uh, once you've signed that particular document, a deed to your home, um, you're acknowledging that the state actually owns the land and the home that you have. So all these things fall under, uh, you know, the idea of maritime law and, you know, people who talk about it in the uh, sovereign citizen movement. So I, mm-hmm. that that's another interesting thing to look into at some point. And I Same think it would actually be a pretty, too. you know, you <coughs> technically on your vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting thing to get into uh, an episode to get into on the show at some point. Just kind of talk about that because uh, you can do a pretty big deep dive on that shit if you want to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, well, in it. It, I mean, it makes sense. It's just such a pain in the ass. 
it, it does. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And and what uh, gives it validity to me is the way that people automatically demonize it. If you say sovereign citizen, you're automatically a kook, a wacko, and it's demonized and you're demonized. And that's what gives it validity to me. I've I'm heard that police are taught to fear those people or treat them like enemy number one. There's, well, I mean, there's one guy I've saw on YouTube. Uh, he's up around Detroit or somewhere, but um, they basically know him. He, he drives a van, and I saw a few of his run-ins. Imagine that. Police. And, <laughs> well, but no, he's a black guy. And the police are like, oh, no, yeah, we know exactly who you are. And they don't give him tickets anymore because he's went in and found a judge to where I guess he's argued his case, and the judge agrees with him. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, we know who you are, and – uh, there was one to where he actually let the cop see the VIN number of the van. He's like, I'm just doing it to be nice or whatever, but because the cop's like, I'm not going to do anything. I know who you are. I just, you know, uh, wanted to run it for whatever reason. And he did. And he, the guy didn't end up getting a ticket, but I guess, um, he was intelligent enough to go in and, uh, state his case. The judge agreed with him and the, the cops there at the precinct or station, all know who he is and they just kind of leave him alone. You know, I, I, I watched this video a while ago. This old guy was in court for something. Anyways, you just uh, the lines that he laid down on the judge caused the judge to flee the courtroom, and then the old dude took control of the courtroom and dismissed his own case and walked right really? the fuck out. Yeah, I'll have to find wow. that at some point. But it was just like impressive fucking shit. He like scared yeah. the judge with his actual knowledge of the legal system, which caused him to leave the bench which allowed wow. the man to take control of the court and he's like, just dismiss the case and left. Well, That's sovereign, sovereign citizens are basically seen as like Koresh type people at this yeah. point. You know, I mean, they're seen as like a radical right wing, you know, movement of, of radical fucking terrorists essentially. And it's like, it's not libertarians of libertarians. It's not really. I mean, it's just taking libertarianism to the, uh, to the fullest extent of the definition essentially like that's all it is like you know i don't know but see like for me for me i mean i like the idea of of sovereign citizenship but it's like i think you're i think at the end of the day it's one of those things where it's like you know trying to fight taxes like there there's no Mm -hmm. there's no there's actually no law on the books that says that anybody has to pay fucking you know personal taxes or whatever like income tax or nothing like that but you're going to spend more money and more time and more hassle fighting it you know than than just and then just paying the little bit of money that you got to fucking pay and be left alone and i feel the same way about the sovereign citizen shit like it's like They've made it to the point where, like, yeah, you could fight it, you could argue it, you could possibly win, but you're going to spend so much money and so much of your time, and you may be in and out of jail, and you may have a bunch of fucking problems, to where it's like, is it really worth it, you know, at the end of the day? Like, just to prove a fucking point, and I mean... I'm just going to pay the mob protection money and yeah. go about my business. This is my stay-out-of-jail fee, whatever. Less but successful I am, the less the you know the smaller that bill is. That I mean, but that's the whole contriveness of the, uh, the you know, legal system in general. Is it's like it's literally set up to where there's plenty of things you can fight and win, and there's plenty of Supreme Court precedents for it. But it's like 
you're going to bankrupt yourself trying to do it. You're going to more than likely spend fucking time in jail, a significant amount of time in jail before you get a trial trying to do it. So it's like, is it really worth it? That's the question you got to ask yourself. You know, it's like, and I think for the average person, the average wagey, uh, it's not, you know, it's like the average guy who makes 30 grand a year, um, trying to fight taxes, just, you, you're going to spend significantly more money and more time than just paying, you know, the, the bit of income yeah. tax that you got to pay. Uh, and that, I, and it sucks. Like, I don't think it's right. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's like, it, that's just how the system is set up. And it's like, you know, you pretty much are stuck in that kind of mentality of like, do I want to spend all this time doing this or do I want to fucking, you know, <laughs> like just, just go on with my, my fucking life. So. I've got hobbies. I don't have time for all that standing up for my fucking rights as a human goddamn being. Made it too I'm tricky. a human being. God damn it. I'm a human being. I mean, I'm, I'm showing my, my, uh, spider Jerusalem crown on my wall for Corey here real quick. Just some shit. There it is. I there want you, go, you to stand up and get mad. <laughs> I'm a human yeah. being. God damn it. Oh, ah, uh, fuck. Uh, all right, good enough. <clears throat> Sorry. By the way, um, the network, a great fucking movie. Um, that's actually our mutual buddy, uh, the network. It's what his name comes from. It's his favorite it really? movie. It's his favorite <laughs> movie. I didn't know um, that. Yep. And uh, I've always thought it was one of the most profound uh, films that you could ever watch. Uh, because, I mean, it's, it's along the lines of like 1984 and stuff like that, literature like that, you know, where it's like uh, there's just a lot of profound stuff in it that's, that, that really relates to uh, modern society. And it, it, was, it was, you know, prophetic in a sense. Like, yeah. And, um, you know, Brazil, the movie Brazil. That's I, one of my favorites. I find it very prophetic too. Um, and I mean, it's just, uh, there's a lot of those movies like that where I, people kind of slap on them a little bit, uh, unless you're in the know and, uh, they're, they're fucking great, you know? But yeah, Brazil if anybody has, is one of the great ones. Yeah. I was going to say though, any, anybody hasn't, um, seen the network it's a sydney lummet film from the uh late 70s and uh it's a fucking phenomenal film so check that out you can dusty and i were talking about um nothing but trouble a few days ago yeah. uh dan Aykroyd, demi moore and uh john candy and uh chevy chase and actually, in it, I've actually mentioned the movie a lot because anytime somebody brings up Tupac, uh, at the Digital Underground makes a cameo yeah. in the movie, and Tupac was in Digital Underground at that time. The keyboard, wasn't he? And the tambourine. No, he was tam tambourine, tambourine, but he also did the backup vocals to the song. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like, biggest smile, least gangster looking motherfucker you've ever yep. seen. Playing with fucking the Humpty Dance guys. Hold on, real quick. Hold on, real quick. I got it. Hold on real quick. I got to take a shot at my dad. He's sounding like a communist over here. 
<laughs> the legal system is the ultimate capitalism. You have money, you go free. You're broke, you go to jail. Not that I don't agree with him, but since he had to call me a commie for learning the Russian language the other day, that's what he gets. So, <laughs> goddamn socialist. Goddamn fucking commie. My sister was telling me earlier, uh, before they left and went back to North Carolina, you know, uh, talked about her husband. He's the German and lived on the east side of the wall. But, uh, he was uh, telling her that when he was in kindergarten, uh, they used to make them strip down their underwear and go outside and run laps in the snow to build their immune system. Yeah. While he was at school. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> just crazy, man. Crazy. Sounds a little sounds a little bit like maybe there was some some perverts. That's what my there mom too. said. Yeah. She was all like, "So I guess all communists are pedos too." And I was like, "Apparently, yeah, you know. no, that's what we're running into over here." Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to see a trend. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hand you hand you, hand. you look you look at our boy Kyle Rittenhouse, and uh, I'm mm -hmm. starting to think that that might be fucking true. You know, yeah. he gets attacked by communists, and the the random people that attack him just seem to have a. Uh, a uh, mm -hmm. sexual criminality to them. Let's put it that well, way. I think, well, yeah. I mean, there's a one of them was a pedo. They were all felons, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, one out of three. If you're 33 percent pedo, there's something wrong with your organization. I mean, that's not a good sample group to take. But um, I bet if you shot a few more, it would have been like two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I saw. Could have kept working as soon as the cops. Didn't seem to care. You should have just gone right back to work, Kyle. Should have cleaned up yeah. those mean streets. <laughs> I know. I agree, man. I want a free Rittenhouse uh, shirt or something. Or um, maybe a shirt with him holding the uh, AR that says American Hero. I don't know. But Kyle's an iconic one of him hold, with, holding the rifle down, but with his hand up walking forward. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the, the best shirt, which I should I should just design it. It should be a shirt with him with a broom, and it says Kyle the Cleaner on it. <laughs> we should sell silhouette cutouts. So yeah, people can put them in the yard. I'd put a bumper sticker on um, my car if I could. I mean, the, the way the system's set up now, they're gonna like if he had only shot one, they're gonna hit him as hard as they would if he yeah. like took out a hundred. So they're they're going to do the same thing. Use like your time they're... better, man doing with the insurrectionist um, <laughs> the insurrect oh my god yeah. <laughs> one of the most dangerous narratives to come out in the last year is yeah. how they're treating the people on, yeah you know january 6th it's just like the worst they, events it's the civil war well the fuck the guy who lives 20 minutes away from me that was sitting in nancy pelosi's chair yeah that guy's the guy's gonna get hung on a fucking cross and crucified and you know the the, and, the bad part about it his, is well, as I said, the bad part about it is too is you know I've been following it in the local news because they've they've been uh -huh. you know running a lot of shit in the narratives in the local news and um one of the things is he was he was having a a, a hearing trial um trying to get his travel restrictions uh extended a bit you know because mm -hmm. he can only leave go fifty miles away from his house yeah, well the guy <clears throat> the guy's uh the guy's profession is that he goes to auto auctions and buys uh, and resells cars yeah. and there isn't any major auto auctions anywhere around here so he has to travel to like texas and other places like that so they have pretty much 
destroyed any monetary gain that that guy can even receive, yep. which also destroys the ability for him to have a legal defense in any fashion yep. too. And it's just yeah, like, I mean, we've seen the court obvious, act that way right? a lot. It's like, yeah. I can't pay this right now, but if you let me out and let me keep going to work, I could pay you by the end of the week. Nope. Right to jail. They don't give a fuck. I was going to say, you said he was sitting in whose chair? Uh, Pelosi. Who's? Pelosi. Oh, you mean Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, just feels like an explosion at the alcohol distillery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't know if I'd sent sent it to y'all or not. I know I took a screenshot of it, but uh, something in his... uh, He had like a, a begging for money commercial the other day, but... Senator Kennedy? Yes. And uh, <laughs> that motherfucker is a goddamn riot, dude. I yeah, mean, but the the commercial, whatever he said in it, I was all like, get out of town. Are you serious? And he, he really <laughs> said this in the commercial, but sure enough, he did. Uh dude, dude he don't no, give man, a fuck. Like that guy does yeah. not give a fuck, man. Like it must hurt to be so stupid. <laughs> How are you going to blow me with your mask on, Senator? <laughs> it's like real life quotes are very close to Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, that's the guy that does that. Shout out to Hard Bastard. Notice yep. us. Notice <laughs> us. Hard Bastard Senpai. Notice me. Um, no, but yeah, they, that, that caller who calls in, who does the fucking Kennedy impressions i it's it's just so spot on dude like it it sounds just like him it sounds like some of the crazy shit he would say like it's it's just i mean could you imagine like i it does it isn't even hard for me to imagine senator kennedy sitting there and being like nancy pelosi smells like an explosion at an alcohol distillery no, I'm, betting, I'm betting he says worse stuff about her behind closed doors (laughs) Just the hatred that that lady has, lady the, has earned over the, her the, the crypt and, keeper. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, there's no lady about her. She's like 99% fucking plastic surgery at this point. She's 1% a, alcohol. I, <laughs> two shares in a Paul McCartney. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> uh, we're fucked. <laughs> there really needs to be. T- there really needs to be. There really needs to be term depressed. limits. Oh yeah, and those, uh, those people don't need to be in office that long. They're they're fucking no. insane. Terminal we're so out of touch. With a cannon. disgusting the it's the rot everything's corrupt top to bottom like <laughs> the i mean what happened with this last election it's just so clear i mean the, the courts um everything along the line is just completely corrupt and uh i mean this power structure just control over everything they just do whatever the fuck they want there's no recourse for people who you know notice them doing the bad shit all we get to do is point it out no when you when you do try to do something about it you get labeled a uh, insurrectionist so arkansided 
Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you uh so did did y'all see um well I, I don't know when Biden had said it, but Tim Poole was talking about it today. And basically Biden just came straight out and said that we he wasn't going to be able to do it in this term, but was talking about banning all guns. So basically, uh-huh. I, I guess, uh-huh. I think it was in the, the town hall that he just did, but he was saying basically anything that wasn't single shot that you could put a magazine in uh, is what they wanted to outlaw. So I didn't know if you guys had saw that or not. I hadn't heard that. Oh, I, all I <laughs> heard this... about him was him talking about that he didn't drink the blood of fucking children that's oh yeah yeah i don't care if y'all think i'm satan himself or some shit you know he, he'd even said that but my god this the <laughs> i don't know man dude, this, the amount the shape this country's in dude is you know just right head shaking but, but oh. why he would come out and say that i mean the people who don't see him as a deranged lunatic that was is being propped up there by dark powers, um, that for them that that just reconfirmed the whole alphabet conspiracy group yeah. connection, which everything those guys have pushed out across their existence, those those things have been out there for a long time, and as somebody who's been in the conspiracy, you know, not a, whatever. Oh. Why, why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you would just who's I don't he's care. got the worst handlers or they if just you think I'm can't. Satan reincarnated. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the fact is, you can't look at that television and say nothing happened on the sixth. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, I fucking can. <laughs> I mean, it helps cops, to go watch uh, uh, watch the rest of the footage that shows nothing fucking happening. <laughs> yeah. I I do remember <clears throat> that day. Um I had it on and I hate to admit that I was watching it, but I was watching C-SPAN because I know that they were, would just show the actual coverage without having commentators come in like from Fox news or somewhere. So I was watching C-SPAN and just listening to what they were actually debating on there. And uh, they switch over and they're showing the terrible insurrectionists come in. And but they were coming in peacefully. They were. And yeah. I, I thought and they left peacefully. Yeah, I thought dinner. absolutely nothing <laughs> of it when they were showing. I was like, okay, well they're letting people in the Capitol, so what's the big deal? And then I started seeing the narrative take shape, and I'm. I said to myself, I see what they're doing here. This this is going to turn into something big, and sure enough, it was. Um, but. It was a non-event to me when I was That's watching what I say. it happen live. It was a non-event. Non-event. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It was a fucking yeah. non-event. It was, it was just people coming in. They weren't screaming. They weren't yelling. They weren't. I've, I've saw worst uh, uh, 
like stampedes the day after Black Friday. But like, you know? yeah, but Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking riot. Black yeah, Friday Walmarts. <laughs> way worse. Way worse than what this was. But I I knew that they were going to take it and they were going to run with it. And well, it was a fed off. There's <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Full, yeah. full on. Well, you know, then we've got the dude, we know how how difficult it is just having a show and messing with the green screens and getting lighting right and things like that. And I know that they were doing the same thing for some of these photo ops that they were taking. Uh, because you could see different angles, you know, of the photos, especially with like uh there was one where there was a cop and an insurrectionist that were on the stairs and there was like a them battling it out or something, or like the cop was running away, it looked like. And I was like, I wonder how many takes or how many different yeah. shots or how many different positions they had to to get that shot to look right, you know. Um, after I saw it come out and in, in the day or two after. Um, it's a shame what they're doing. I mean, I, I guarantee that some of these people that had no ill intention whatsoever, except they wanted to be heard. They, they wanted our country to work the way it was designed to work. You know, the people come in, they're able to speak their voice and the people that we elected to represent us actually represent us the way we wanted to be represented. You know, that's what they, they hoped for and they want it. And they're made to look like domestic terrorists or be put yeah. out like domestic terrorists. But I wonder how many of these people were in black sites right now that had no, no intention shit, whatsoever. Dude. And how many of these people are, are fighting? Their financial futures are completely ruined. Their names are ruined because of the internet. They'll forever be associated as an insurrectionist. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no domestic sorry. terrorism step away from or domestic like... terrorist yeah so i don't know man with them trying to take away the guns uh we have a second amendment we, we know why the second amendment's here they they've been demonizing militias for years and I even saw Jack Posobiec. I was I was on Twitter this morning looking around. And Jack Posobiec had made a tweet either yesterday or this morning, and it was talking about uh, um, the kidnapping case and and all that. And he was showing actual like text messages that went through that the FBI and the informant were sending back and forth to one another. And basically some people were commenting, and they were like, "Oh, so you mean to tell me that uh, the militia?" basically called him a bunch of retards and said that, that they couldn't come up with a plan themselves. All oh, that surprising, just all these smart ass comments and I, you know, reading it and I'm like, yeah, okay. I could see where the joke is and I could chuckle to myself, but at the same time, it just, my mind automatically went to, they have demonized militias over the years. Um, even with, with Koresh and the Waco incident, you know, called them a militia and, and just, they've done everything possible to belittle and demonize militia to where it's just a bunch of backwood idiot tobacco chewing rednecks. It was what uh, I was raised to think militias were. Think to, yeah. Yeah. Just so psychos out in the woods getting ready for the but race. I mean, war. the second amendment, yeah. the second amendment, right? A well-regulated militia being necessary mm -hmm. to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yep. 
that that Region. that is that is what it states. It talks about mm-hmm. having a well-regulated militia. This isn't a fucking a debate. It's it. You can go yeah. to constitution.congress.gov and literally, I mean, the actual government website for fucking Congress and read this for yourself. So, I mean, it's like th- mm-hmm. th- this isn't something that's debatable. It It is what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but let, let's say this. What if an actual militia took up arms and, and marched into D.C. on the 6th? You know, because there were no weapons there. Um, yeah. <laughs> what an insurrection. <laughs> I know. I know. So we have a right to step up to a tyrannical government. You know, and what they're doing with with the uh, the decades long fight on the Second Amendment, and now what they're doing by saying that this is an insurrection and this is illegal. But I mean, we have every right to where it 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 is coming out now to where even though the media will deny it, talking about widespread election fraud, the evidence is coming out now. You know, that, yes, there was indeed widespread election fraud. And like I said, they, they're doing the play on words on the difference between voter fraud and election fraud. Um, but this was election officials that were double scanning ballots and pulling ballots out and and, and uh, groups that were going and uh, ballot harvesting. Um, if we can't a- stand up to that, what the fuck, you know, can can the, we do the fucking that they mailed everybody ballots? What the fuck? Like, there's all the stuff on top of that. But that alone, yeah. it's just then, like, OK, we've made this this election totally um, unregulatable <laughs> or whatever the word. Yeah. You can't keep you can't keep They're trying to remove that. voter ID. Yes, and, it's and say that it's racist when when. When it's been shown statistically time and time again, an absurd majority of both Mexican and black Americans want voter ID because they want their fucking vote to count. They want it to be fucking then actual, you know, they they want some actual integrity to the voting system to where their voices are heard. And without any kind of legal ability Mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, you know what what the fuck you know what are they gonna do uh, i mean well i mean keep going keep going i mean that's pretty much the gist of it man i mean it's mm-hmm. like you you can't you, you can't sit here and tell me when there's polls taken and everything else and the majority of the minorities that you say this is racist against say different say that they want a voter ID for the integrity of the election so that their votes fucking matter in this country and you're denying them that and pushing a different narrative, that inherently is racist in itself. You're trying they are to... Not, el- <laughs> they're not the idiot children that the Democrat Party makes them out to be. And it's yeah, completely disgusting. They call everybody else racist. Their whole platform is projection. We're just going to blame everybody else for the shit that we've been doing for goddamn generations and hope nobody, you know, reads anything about history or has been paying attention during their lifespan. Because today is the only thing that matters. Forget the propaganda from yesterday. Today's propaganda. That's what you believe. That's your master. Uh, that, that lovely 24-hour news cycle. 
you know, they, brought you know, to you by big pharma. Exactly. Exactly. Um, big pharma, big it, tech, every shield organization you can think of. There's your 24 hour news cycle along with, yeah. uh, seventies mockingbird, you know, yeah, the yeah, CIA fucking stopped. propaganda machine that never stops. There's days, man, that, uh, I'm just exhausted by the amount of information that's coming out, the amount of lies, the amount of propaganda that's here. There's days that I'm willing. Yeah. I mean, days that I'm willing to fight and there's days that I'm just like, Jesus, you know, is it even um, fucking worth it? You know, I know, but you uh, can't help people that won't help themselves. And it seems like most fucking people in this country don't give a shit. So yeah, they got yeah. suicide genes. They just want to see their own demise. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They don't know the damage that they're doing. I mean, being raised a Democrat, that was a big and mm-hmm. and that was a big moment when I was like, "Oh, we're causing all the problems." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was lucky. Yeah, I, I I grew up in a conservative environment, and you know, being too. a young kid being a young kid and going through the school system you know i got i went through the brainwashing myself i went Mm -hmm. hardcore fucking leftist liberal whatever and uh you know bucked the fucking system and you know hated against the machine bro you know hated my parents for their their ideas and everything else and thought they were just backwards and whatever but it's like you know uh, you 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 start to see shit around you, and like I said, I I woke up after college. As far as that goes, mm-hmm. you know, it's like going in there and just seeing like the absolute bias, uh, the absolute, you know, Marxist indoctrination. It was like even as a left wing person at that point in time, a lot of the shit that 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 was going on in in college, I saw as radical, and uh, it 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 made me shift my belief system, and I finally realized like you know my my parents weren't that fucking stupid like they, they called it for what it was you know they called all the sh- the bullshit for what it was and you know all of our take... grandparents are right there's took... commies under your bed it was a take it was a takeover of the fucking country and all its values in the west by force by communist fucking influence and that's all it is and anybody who can't see that either doesn't give a shit or they're willingly doing it they're part of it you know and that's that's my opinion on it so yeah, the narrative uh what's that asian lady's name ah oh, fuck somebody else talk i forgot my brain just crashed <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh no i got lost um i'd have to find the article it's just the horrendous people they're the horrendous things people are saying now um i mean the the narrative against the anti-vaxxed or the the non-jabbed whatever the hell uh, it's fucking terrifying and it's, I mean, it's getting worse in some places around the world than here right now. It's going to be interesting here because the, you know, what balkanize the states are going to balkanize at some point. Yeah. It's, well, it's just... um, my brother texted my mom last night, and he lives in New Orleans, and they just uh, initiated another mask mandate down there. <laughs> so it's coming again slowly but surely. Um, yeah, but how, res- how receptive other than blue states will people be to this shit this time that's the uh, question i don't think they're uh, going to even have most of the blue states i, I, I think I, enough yeah. people w- woke up over this last year especially after the emails the fauci emails came out i think 
I just think so, people are sick of living their fucking life and in a in a uh, prison without bars. You know, I mean that's that's basically what what it what it amounted to. I mean, you know, you're in like you know full lockdown fucking prison mandated by the state. Yeah, and, like if you're not totally brainwashed, you, I mean, really, you could go look outside and see that people aren't falling over and, dead. This is I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this on a from a religious standpoint too. You can call, you can call Christians nuts, okay, but it's like all this shit that's coming out, especially shit that's going on in Europe. The articles we read about France the other day. You know, you can't buy or sell or do anything or go mm -hmm. anywhere or do whatever yeah. without without receiving this fucking shit. Uh, mm. That sounds very, very, very revelations mark of the beast to me. Yeah, and uh, I can I can show you a, a text thread between me and my mom just a few days ago where I told her the exact same thing. I said that the Antichrist may not have shown himself yet. I said, but this is probably the closest thing to the precursor of the mark of the beast that I have seen in my life because people's been saying for years I mean they even thought yeah. the social security number was going to be the mark of the beast but they didn't take into account that's only here in the states but I said you know they're throwing people in prison once I heard about what was going on in France and I said if if, if you believe the bible and you look at the book of revelation that this is the closest thing or this is the the foundation that's leading up to the mark of the beast. And I also said that the way the book of revelation talks is that when the antichrist does come, it's going to be somebody that, that brings us all together. And what better than to have a global pandemic and then somebody that can come along and either have a cure or a fix and get everybody to fall in line after all this fear mongering that they've been doing that, that is the person, the Antichrist. He he that's that's what his job is. He's supposed to be able to bring us all together, you know, worldwide. And I just the book of Revelation's playing itself out. Now, whether it's politicians that are doing this, and that's been one of the big things, is is well, the Bible says this now. Do is it predestined to happen, or is it because it's written down that it's happening and people were making it play out. That's another yeah. question, but it doesn't matter that if, if John was having, having these visions while he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos and writing this stuff down, it doesn't matter what causes it to happen. Was he still seeing the same thing that he's describing? So, I mean, you know, well, I think it's a death cult that wants it to happen. Uh, yeah, it's no, a satanic, it's yeah, a, sat it a satanic sure. fucking death cult. Like, like that's mm -hmm. what these people are. They're a satanic. They might have death fucking cult. written the book. <laughs> no, they, they, their, their, their version of of religion is bringing about the apocalypse. Like, they, yeah. they're, they're a fucking death cult, and that's been obvious from the beginning. The, oh, the whole man. NWO, the whole fucking, all that kind of shit, mm -hmm. like. You know these elites, the the globalists, whatever the fuck you want to call them, the Illuminati. It is yeah. a satanic death cult. That's that's yeah. all this shit is. We got this article up. Oh, you go, man. Well, I was just where I was talking about the NFL earlier. My mom actually just sent me a meme, or it was a, a picture of a tweet uh, from uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who plays for the Arizona Cardinals, right. and he's uh, 
at in the NFL in this one. He says, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. Yeah. So I hope there's a massive walkout. I, I do too. And like I said, there's a, you know, I mean, the, the players union, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they, um, they decide to do. And there, there might be another strike. I mean, it, you know, there was a strike a couple of years ago or a few years back, but. It was a hockey strike. I got affected most by, but I just got, it's, uh, you know, the furthering, uh, the, you know, the control grid, uh, marches on Apple to install vaccine passport feature on all phones. Apple has announced the coming iOS S 15 update will include a vaccine passport like feature within the health app. So, I mean, just the market that, that, or the number of people that now may be forced to uh, partake in that just like, even if you took away their phone usage, like that would, uh, that would get a huge group of compliance. Mm-hmm. With a major source of addiction. I think that's, I mean, I, mean I, I think that's just telling of like everything that's been in the plans for decades now, though. I mean, you, you literally yeah. addict people to technology to where they, they mm-hmm. don't want to get rid of it. And then you use it against them to uh, control them and track them and, you know, create a uh, global police state, essentially, where everybody's minority reported, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah. I'm angry at my boss and said that he's an asshole, so that clearly means that, uh, you know, I'm going to go to work and do something bad. So we're going to just go ahead and arrest this guy before it does it. You know, like that that's... Insurrectionist. And and that may that may you know sound hyperbolic, but I I really feel like that's the the direction that all this is going. You know, but it also goes back to that that Rockefeller interview where he was stating they're they're striving to just have the ability to cut people off from the financial system at will. And that's already that been early happening. on. Yeah. yeah, that that's been happening too. Um, you know, cutting completely closing out people's bank accounts and yeah uh you look at um, cards canceled uh one of the guys uh from woke society's podcast uh he's been bitching about the live for uh the last couple weeks they're uh, he's still monetized by them but they're holding a thousand dollars and won't release it to him for some reason (laughs) and uh so he's bitching, complaining about that. And, but at the same time, uh, you know, he's one that's um, guilty of wrong think and wrong speak. You know, we're all guilty of wrong. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, no. So it's we my might bread as well and butter, this, baby. Yep. You might as well name this the wrong think podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. Well, fuck, boys! It's uh, it's yeah. hit that two hours mark. We want to think yeah. about wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta rush off and shoot the shit with each other for like two hours. <laughs> we better yeah, put the end of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, wait, I wait. I want to mention like we're we're gonna start making moves to be on other platforms, and we're gonna get mm-hmm. the RSS feed up and running. We're, uh, we'll start putting shit on BitChute, and I'd like to everybody to keep an eye out for us there. Because the reality of us just being gone off of YouTube 
real it's pretty really big. there yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah as soon as we gain it any real attention we're the fuck out and right now this wonderful uh you know uh first group of listeners we have we'd like to be able to drag you around with us so we'll keep yeah. everybody posted i set up a uh, cloud server a couple weeks ago and uh, i've got all our backups in that currently so uh hammer talked to me today and uh yeah we, we, i think we're looking towards uh you know moving everything to bit shoot like like not not like we're still going to stream here as long as we can obviously oh, yeah. but uh we're gonna have a backup on BitChute. Um, I think we're looking to go over to uh, Odyssey as well, and uh, with the RSS feed, you know, um, I've got we've got Podbean kind of set up. I think I got a few episodes on there from the earlier show. We just didn't get a lot of traffic, but uh, you know, if you guys can go and support us on Podbean, that'd be good too. And uh, we'll get some of our stuff moved over there, and then we'll also, you know, move it over to. Google Podcasts and iTunes and whatever, and just kind of play our luck and see if we end up getting banned off of these different places. At least we'll have different places you guys can come and listen to the show sure. and follow us at. And uh, hopefully, um, with your guys' help, um, you know, we can expand this show to the point where we're hitting over, you know, a thousand subscribers or so. And uh, we can get on Rockfin and you know that would be optimal for both you guys yeah. and us because uh it's a platform that's actually free speech they're not banning people for wrong think and whatever else and uh you know it's a platform with longevity with big ass people like sam triple e from tenfold hat and you know our personal friends jason Burmis is over there Joe, they just don't like us because we're nobodies whiskey yep. beer and conspiracies are there um propaganda reports over there charlie robinson's there i think obdm's trying to switch over or thinking about switching over they may already be over there um yeah, Mike's because in the ham radio yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. yeah mike i mean mike was banned off of youtube for like a week so uh he just yeah. got back the last show they did was their first yep. show back on youtube so um and did you, did you know why he called the band i never uh um you say i watched that their epstein watched, episodes got flagged that was part of yeah it. i watched hmm. the show last night and he said uh yeah basically for bullying epstein they're they're one of the most like <laughs> i don't want to say milk toast but i mean they're oh. they're pretty thoughtful about what they say you know and i mean some of the callers because uh, it it is a call-in show and that's one thing i will say about obdm that um they have going on i know tim pole has even said well there's just no way that you could set up a, a podcast to, to have callers well midnight mike's doing it and he's been doing it for a minute so with all that money that tim pool's got and all the IT guys and all this shit, how come he can't figure out how to get callers in on a podcast? You yeah, know? It's also you know, <laughs> like every radio station in existence yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. It's something they've managed to figure out. Quite yep. frankly, he's been doing it. I, yeah. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Full, I know. Full shit. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. And oh, I, I, I did say on one episode that I was ashamed to have him here in West Virginia. But today, in one of the little uh, uh, shorts that he does, 
uh, he's, I think his house is actually in Maryland because he was the uh -huh. one that was talking about the gun ban and he was talking about how, uh, it's illegal in Maryland that I think he owns an M1A, but it's illegal in Maryland and he doesn't have it in Maryland. So I think that maybe the warehouse that he has could possibly be in West Virginia because he said it was stored off site. So, because here in West Virginia, we're a constitutional carry state and there's really not that many restrictions on, yeah. on guns at all here. It, when uh, Crowder sent him that rifle, it had to go through. Yeah. With it, yeah. Like, adjusted the, for the state. That doesn't make sense for it, West Virginia. No, 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 no. It it initially got shipped to New Jersey, and mm. that's why they had it there, and they had to make the adjustments there. And then I think since he moved, he was able to get it moved back because it sat in that oh, shop right. in Jersey for like a year or more, right. apparently. But but yeah, um, I, so I'm I guess his house is not in Maryland, but he's like right there in the tri-state area, um. Maryland, West Virginia, and maybe I guess Virginia would be the, the tri-state of the three, but um, he's a tool. <laughs> he should have I done just... the van thing and faded into obscurity. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, right. that uh, yes. One last thing. Uh, Sunday, you know, we, we added, we teched on the Sunday show. We've done it for a couple times now. Everybody come hang out with us on Sunday again. We're going to bullshit some more. Uh, oh, you know, well, same I, one thing, thing I will say it, you know, the, the people that we do have listen are, are pretty loyal and they've been here. We get the same people in chat over and over. Uh, <laughs> we're growing right now by word of mouth. So if uh, y'all could just take the time because we haven't been doing a lot to promote the show on platforms, uh, you know, click the link to share and um you know, social media whatever you know if, if y'all could take two minutes out of your time and just say hey go over and uh, give these guys a listen and uh, a sub that would be nice to help us out see if we can't uh have your help and and helping us grow a little bit yeah i mean if you're drunk at your local redneck country dive bar and uh you know you've, you're feeling froggy you know just whip out the phone and uh let people know about Dead Trust Podcast because, uh, like Dusty said, everything with us right now is word of mouth. You know, we're not we're not big. We're just uh, we're growing with a loyal community. So, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you guys can do to help us is going to be huge, and uh, we appreciate it for us. And uh, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's probably it. I I don't know if any of you guys have anything else, but uh. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. With that being said, I've been Gnome. I'm Hammer. I'm Dusty. Go with God. Don't take any wooden nickels. And peace out and keep your buttholes tight. Good evening, boys. <laughs>